Good Mom Hood Mom, episode one. So tonight, even though this is my first episode, y'all, I do not want to spend a lot of time tonight um, talking about my bio and who I am and things like that, because because uh, there's something I want to really get into. So um, so yeah, so we're definitely gonna talk about it. Uh, dating in the church. Dating as a single mom. I would say dating as a single parent, but I have no idea what it's like to date as a single dad. So dating as a single mom in the church. So I uh, was a single mom very early on. So I, I was dating, um, living in Memphis, dating in Memphis. I belonged to a, a, a church there. And um, one particular dating story I want to tell you all about because it just really opened my eyes to a lot. So you, you got uh, brothers in the church that will try to date women. And um, for some reason, when you are a mom, a single mom, a lot of older women in the church, a lot of older sisters, married sisters, will act like no matter what this man looks like, acts like, talks like, you know, whatever, um, you need to be grateful that he asked you out on a date because you have kids. And um, and I fell into that. I definitely fell into that. You know, sister's telling me, oh, you know, so-and-so, I heard y'all are going on a date, girl. Do this. Make sure you do this. Don't do this. You know, he's a good man. He's asking you out and you've got all those kids and stuff. So anyway, so this one particular guy, you know, he asked me out. Um, we talked on the phone a little bit. Couple of red flags. He was kind of, you know, very frisky, which is definitely something you have to watch out for as a single mom, especially dating in the church. Um, because a lot of these men will try to talk to you and, you know, there are uh, fields of prey, um, you know, P-R-E-Y, everywhere you go. You know, if you've lived long enough as a woman, you realize you go to work. There's some people you avoid, some men you avoid, you know, different situations because you give some people an inch and they'll try to take a mile. And there's no difference in the church. There's no difference sometimes. So um, and I'm no way trying to bash the church. This is just a, this just happens to be a story. And honestly, I, I hope that you take from this this podcast episode that this is more a story about, you know, being uh, having enough self-confidence in light of certain situations to tell other women that, you know, no, I don't need to be, you know, well, let me get into it. Let me get into it. So this guy asked me on a date. I said, yes, we decided to go to the fair. We have a, a couple with us that are going with us. So um, we, I meet him at his house so we can drive to go pick this other couple up. And I mean, this was, y'all, this was probably, I don't know how many years ago. So I don't remember exactly why, but um, we meet at his house and we go. We go all the way to the fair, which was probably a good 25, 25, 30 minutes from his house. And when we get to the fair, he says, um, oh man, y'all, I, I, I forgot my wallet. And I said, and he just looked at us and I said, he said, well, what, what, are we, what am I gonna do, Michelle? I mean, he specifically said that, Michelle, what am I gonna do? And I said, we're gonna go back to your house and get your wallet. So we did that, we go back to his house, he runs in, gets his wallet, we go all the way back to the fair. I should have saw it as a red flag, but I didn't. But um, so, because he was kind of hesitant, like he, like had I said, I'll pay, he would have been like, oh, okay, cool, you know? So anyway, you know, so uh, we were eating at the fair, another red flag coming up. We're eating at the fair and um, he ate something, a hot dog or something, I don't know. And he didn't have a napkin. So he goes, we, we, he goes to throw the rest of his paper away um, for whatever it was he was eating. And he walks past a trash can. He tosses it in there and he sees money in the trash can. So he grabs the money out of the trash can, which, you know, listen, I would have too. If I saw it first, it would have been my money. It would have been my $20. So, but he grabs it out of this, of this trash can at the fair. And um, he kind of, you know, he kind of dug around some stuff. He picked it up. He puts it in his pocket and then he proceeds to continue to lick his fingers. Like, I was, 
You know, I was like, ooh, that's nasty, you know? But anyway, so the day goes on, the night goes on, everything's fine. So he, um, we go, you know, he goes home. He, you know, I go home, I drive home. No call, no nothing. Hey, did you get home safe? Nothing. I was like, whatever, you know? All along, see, all along in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not gonna, you know, push. Like, I knew better, you know? I'm not gonna push, but... You know, this is kind of weird that he didn't need at least ask this, ask this. But again, you know, I'm a single mom in the church and he asked me out knowing I have kids. So, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit more leeway than I would anybody else. So, you know, a couple of couple of weeks go by and he started calling me like really late at night, like really late. I mean, like 11, 30, 12, my phone's ringing. So a couple of times, uh, you know, I answer and I, I find a reason to get off the phone quick because I'm dreading. I'm like please don't turn out to be that guy. Like, you know, that guy that tries to start, you know, talking all low voice and what you wearing, you know, in the middle of the night type crap, you know. So the third or fourth time, you know, I'm on the phone with him and God, you know, he 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 started it. This is the exact thing. He's like, hey, what you doing? And, you know, what you wearing? And, uh, you know, I, I was wondering about you and I was thinking, you know, just, just stuff, you know, stuff that you dread hearing from somebody that you're legitimately or you could legitimately be interested in. But again, I was, you know, I was kind of afraid because I was like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to turn him down too hard because again, you know, you think back then, or, or I was thinking back then as a young single mom, you know, do I even have options? What are my options if I have options? You know, I'm a single mom. I've got kids. I don't, you know, it was just a lot. So after a while, though, you know, I started just hanging up on him and he would say some really just wild stuff. And I, I started hanging up. So <laughs> I go to church one night with my kids and this older sister calls me aside and she's like, Hey, Michelle, let me talk to you real quick. And so I send the kids to go sit down and, and I'm talking to her and she said, yeah. And she said that she said the guy's name and she's like, yeah, he told me that, um, you know, you just been really rude to him and that, you know, he's just trying to get to know you. And he's not sure if you've ever if you've ever been treated right. Um, you know, you know, you're divorced and he's just not sure if you've ever been treated right as a woman. And you don't really know what it's like to have a genuine interest in a in a guy. And. And I'm just like, what the heck? So later on, I talked to I talked to the dude and I'm like, why did you tell them that? And he's like, well, I wasn't sure. I didn't know what you was going to tell him. I didn't know. And he's and he and I will never forget. These were his words. I'm like the golden boy around here. And I didn't know if you was going to start trying to tell them stuff about me. And I'm like, what, bro? Like, tell them the truth. Like, you didn't know if I was going to start telling them the truth. So you made up lies about me. So listen, when I tell y'all this went on for probably close to a month, dude would call me. So this one particular day, um, I told this other sister, I was like, yeah, he's been doing this. He's been doing that. He's been calling me late at night. And I was on the phone with a woman who I looked up to like my big sister and my other, you know, it was such a long time ago that my other, my other line dinged in like home phone y'all. So he called me. And I answered and then I got back on the line with her and she was like, that's him calling you this late. And I said, I'm telling you, he does this like, and so, um, so, uh, she said, okay, well, the next time he does that, I want you to record him. So a couple of weeks later, my brother was actually, I owned a house in Tennessee. My brother actually lived, I had in-law quarters in the backyard. My brother lived out there. So my brother comes in the house one night and he's like, Hey, who's the expedition? Is this in the driveway? And I was like, I don't know anybody. I was like, Oh snap. Old boy has an expedition. So I go out there. My brother comes out and sits on the porch. I go out there to his car. I'm sitting in the car 
and I'm like, uh, you know, we're talking or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I just want to apologize, you know, about all the stuff I did. And, you know, I was, that was just really wrong of me. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, I'm glad you apologized. And, um, and I was like, you know, because people at church are trying to say like, I'm just, you know, scorn or I'm met, you know, whatever. And so, uh, Dude reaches over. I had on long, long night pants, but he reaches over and puts his hand like on the my in my left inner thigh, like right there. And I pushed his hand away, and y'all, when I tell you instantly, instantly, he pushed me. Like I pushed his hand away and he like pushed me back real quick. And man, I jumped out of that expedition and I was like, I said some words. And I was like, you better not be out here with my brother. I'm going to get my brother right now. You better not be in my drive when my brother come out. So uh so he left, of course, you know, not many people, once they see my brother, want to be outside when my brother comes out. So uh, he left. And um, sure enough, the next day, same thing. Michelle, um, you, uh, you, you, you've been trying to lead him on and you're acting like a Jezebel. And I'm just like, what in the heck? Listen, when I say I have never in my life felt so helpless in a, to a situation of someone thinking that you're doing or you're saying something that you're not doing as I did back then. And again, I was young. Y'all, I'm 44 right now. Like, you're not, that's not happening. But I was young. I was super impressionable. And, you know, so, uh, so one day I did with my, with my, the girl, the girl, uh, you know, that I considered my, my older sister, her name was Kita. She's, she's passed away now. I love her to death. But, um, she, uh, she, I did what she said and I recorded it. He called and I put him on record. And, um, <laughs> dude, like, he was the same thing. He was like, yeah. And I said, well, so why? You know, I got right into it. I was like, so why are you telling people that I'm like trying to get with you and that you turned me down and that's why I'm mad and I'm this and I'm that? And he's like, hey, look, I told you I'm the golden boy up there at that church, man. I'm the golden boy. You ain't about to get over on me. And, and you know, and I ain't going to have them thinking this and thinking that and da, 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 da. And, and you, you was kind of putting it out there like you wanted it and, you know, all these things. So I took the, I, I recorded on like a little you know, I went and got one of those little, uh, like like a regular recording device with the little tapes. And you push the button and you record. So I had it up to the phone and and um, so I took it and I let I met my pastor um, at the time, our lead evangelist and his wife. I met them at the mall and I let them listen to it. And um, when I tell you that, you know, they let some of the other brothers over the campus ministry listen to it, I guess. And the brothers came to me and they were like, you know, we're sorry for not, you know, speaking up and or not not really, you know, knowing or taking his side and not thinking, you know, and not thinking the best of you. And, you know, just a bunch of different stuff like that. And that, that didn't really matter to me. I mean, I was grateful for the apology, but that didn't really matter to me. What stuck with me always. And so what I constantly any single woman I know, what stuck with me was all the older women that were always telling me. Michelle, you need you better do this and be great. Essentially, be grateful. I'm not going to say that any of them ever said the words be grateful, but essentially, like, that's what it was. Um, and I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. And I won't ever treat a single woman like that. Never. You know, you you have no uh, less, uh, uh, you're no less appealing than any other woman. Uh, whether you have kids, don't have kids, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, just make sure you're mindful of that. And, and people, you know, this particular person, this particular man, I do feel like decided to prey on me because I was a single mom and because he's, he could probably see in me what I was being fed from people that if anybody gives me any attention at all, I need to be grateful for it. And, you know, if he wants to take it a step further or do whatever he wants to do, I need to be grateful for that because, I mean, you know, I'm damaged goods. I'm a single mom, you know. 
So anyway, I had to get into it. I had to talk about it. And I'm glad that I talked about that in my first uh, my first episode of Good Mom, Hood Mom. We definitely um, we definitely going to talk about it for, for any time. And I, I hope that you all subscribe to this channel. Um, I have a lot to say and I've got some, um, some amazing women that, uh, some amazing moms that have, uh, decided that they have some stuff to say with me. So we'll see y'all next time.